Hey everyone, it's Key Renee, and welcome back to another episode of Knowledge is Key. I hope that you guys have been having an amazing time. I always love coming back and spending time with you guys each and every single week. Um, so if you have not yet so far, be sure to join our text group because on our text group, you get to figure out when our episodes are dropping, what we're gonna be talking about, and you get to do it a day before everybody else. So be sure to text the word knowledge to 21,000. Again, that is the word knowledge to 21,000. And that's how you join our private society and get to get VIP access to stuff. Today, we're gonna to be talking all about alopecia. Alopecia is something that affects a lot of men and women in the United States. Um, and I wanted to bring my friend, Shalicia Jones. She is the founder of the Alopecia Hair Society. Um, and she's going to be coming and talking to us all about what um, alopecia is about and also how you can actually, you know, get government, like, I wouldn't want to say grants. Am I saying that? Is it grants, right? Yeah. Well, it's um, insurance. So if you okay. have insurance, it's like your medical insurance coverage that will cover. Okay. So, um, well, boom, thank you for joining us today. Yes, thank you for having me. So first what I want to do is I want to have you break down who you are and then what the Alopecia Hair Society is all about. Okay, my name is Shirlicia Jones, AKA Lovely Jones on Instagram. I'm originally from Oakland, California, and I've uh, recently now resigned in Atlanta. I just moved out here a year ago to kind of pursue this Alopecia Hair Society. Um, I've been making wigs for five years now. I started off just being a regular hair company and just kind of just wanted to get into the scene of the industry and doing, being a celebrity hairstylist, but things had changed over the past year just because I felt like the hair, um, the hair company, the hair industry, excuse me, became oversaturated. And so I wanted to find a way to where I can just stay in my own lane and do something different and do something out the norm that most people were not talking about. And so over the past few years, I have came out to tell my followers on Instagram and Facebook about my alopecia. And in the midst of me actually going through this transition of alopecia, I started noticing a lot of other women, children, and men who had alopecia but was afraid to speak out about it. So I ended up turning my original hair company over to the Alopecia Hair Society. And so what the Alopecia Hair Society is, is mainly an organization that allows individuals to come together and actually talk about alopecia and what it actually is. Um, alopecia is a, name, um, is a name substituted for hair loss. So anyone that's dealing with hair loss, they may have different types of alopecia, whether it's from chemo or lupus. So different things can cause alopecia from stress, depression. So I just wanted to kind of to build a flat platform that one gives people an opportunity to actually come to the platform and see other people like myself who has alopecia that's confident enough to actually speak out about it. But two, also provide essentials for people with alopecia as well. So just kind of going towards medical wigs, not really focusing on the celebrities or people of that sort, but kind of people that are really in need of these wigs. And a lot of people, what I've learned is that throughout me making wigs and just hearing people's testimonies, a lot of people with alopecia are afraid to actually wear wigs just because they feel like the wigs are gonna pull them out. They've had bad experience um, with other hairstylists who did not know how to properly style the wigs of that sort, or they could not find quality hair. A lot of people who go through the National Alopecia um, Association, they get their wigs through them and they usually deal with a lot of synthetic wigs. So with those synthetic wigs, typically it will irritate the scalp, um, it won't last long, and then they just get discouraged, period. And so they usually wear scarves 
or they just kind of just don't wear anything and just wear their natural bald hair. So I just kind of wanted to have my foundation be a sense of where everybody can come and be confident and embrace having alopecia, but also bring awareness too about alopecia just because over 8 million people a year actually suffer from alopecia, whether it's men, women, children. That's, a, so that's a very large number. And I mean, just to, to know how, like, how, I guess, close common is when I was in um, college, my roommate had alopecia. Okay. And, and um, I never knew, I just saw, and I ain't gonna lie, like, I just always thought she just liked wearing bad wigs. Like, <laughs> That was like my personal, like, I thought I was just like, yo, like, I want to like, like, I know I got wigs in my closet. Like, why does she always wear these crazy wigs? And it never occurred to me that something was happening underneath those wigs, like, you know, and she would never, I remember she, she would never take her wigs off. She would never show anything until after, like, I think like maybe one day, like, she was like, like, I'm gonna show you, like, you know? Mm -hmm. And then um, after we got out of college, she started to actually like embrace and tell the world, like, you know, like, okay, I actually have alopecia. And that's like, why? And I remember I was just like, oh, wow, I don't know what that is, but it makes sense now. Like, you know, like right. that's why you never did any other kind of hairstyles and you just wore that same one wig all the time. Um, and it was like- yeah, and that's a similar story amongst a lot of individuals. I had that same similar story. We kind of just hide it. Um, throughout my college experience, no one knew that I had alopecia. Um, I've had alopecia for about 15 years now. So it started off in high school and no one really could tell because I always had braids when I used to play basketball and I was able to cover it. So I mastered the skill of covering it to where no one knew that I even had it. Yeah. And in most cases, that's what typically happens with a lot of women. Um, you know, we love our hair. Our hair is our crown. So once you lose your hair, you lose a sense of confidence. And so um, 2019, I actually was able to be a model for a celebrity hairstylist that came out to the Bay Area once I lived, when I lived out there. And she did this major transformation for me. And that's when I kind of came out and told everyone, hey, I have alopecia. And then my fiance had a big thing to do with it. Um, also being in a relationship with someone. And so he's like, why don't you take off your wigs? Like, let me see so your hair. Question, did your, how long were you with your fiance before you let him know that you had alopecia? Well, me and my fiance has been friends for over like 10 years. We've been friends since college. And so- it took him until we got into a relationship, probably like the first year or so he didn't know. And so after a while, he's just like, why do you go in the bathroom and take your wig off and you come back out with your scarf on? Like, let me see your hair. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You can't see like nothing's going on. And he's like, let, let, let me see your hair. So I've told him in the past, you know, I had hair loss, but I just never showed him. Yeah. So one night we're at my house and he was like, take off your wig right now. Don't go in the bathroom. Don't do anything like I want to see it. And I was like, no, like, why is that a big deal to you? Like, that's my hair. Why do you want to see it so bad? I'm not confident showing you this. So we pretty much was like wrestling. And he's like, take off the wig. So eventually I was like, okay, I'll just take it off just so you can leave me alone. So I ended up it off for him. And his response was just like, that's it. Like, okay, that's not a big deal. And that still like, every, I feel like that's, that's like what a lot of things that we do in life in general. Like we, uh, we harbor it because to us, it's a big deal it's a big deal like you know but exactly. once you like actually just share it like the world for the most part but the people intimately in your inner intimate circles they're for the most part the ones that are like ah eh, it's all good like I already love you like you know like I, exactly I so like when it comes to alopecia how many different forms of alopecia are there there's tons 
So you can have alopecia atresia, which is mostly like spots to where you get spots in your head and they can be in the middle. Um, you can have a receiving hairline. They have scarring alopecia. If you a have receiving hairline is alopecia. Yes. So would, so no question, would, I mean, and you, I'm sorry, LeBron. So would we consider LeBron James having alopecia? Yes. Oh, that's a, form. that's a form of alopecia. So people are laughing, like when he's losing the middle. With guys, you'll notice they'll either lose it, they'll have a receiving hairline, or it'll start in the middle of their crown. Mm. The way they cover it, you have you can either do a piece. I know a lot of people that guys that wear toupees, and they will never know because the person that installs it can like fade it down to where it looks like a fade. Yeah. Or we use this type of black spray that kind of hides it, so that way you really can't tell. So a lot of people are thinking, oh, LeBron James, he's balding. Yes, he's balding, but he has a sense of alopecia atresia too as well. And so that's what most people are not educated about is that, yeah, your favorite basketball player has alopecia. And you'll be surprised. A lot of celebrities have alopecia and they just do not speak on it. Um, I know recently Ricky Lake had just came out and talked about it. Um, she had experienced alopecia and she was just telling her story um, on her Instagram, just how just the experience of losing her hair, she wasn't confident. But like you said, the ones that was intimate in her life, they were like, you know, it's no big deal. And yeah. you know, we harvest it in because it's not that we're ashamed. It's like, this is a sense of our identity. Yeah. So when you're losing your hair, you're feeling like you're losing a sense of your identity. And then society is not always nice about it. You know, they put out different things like, you know, the song, Ball Head, Beep stuff. Listen, so I ain't gonna <laughs> I even gonna hold you. When I was like young, I mean, I, I mean, to me, I always had short hair and that's why I'm literally, I'm so glad now that I actually have a short haircut so that the, when people play that song, it's like, ah, ah, nope, I cut it. <laughs> I always had short hair. So like, to me, like, I never really, that whole ball head scallywag, I always knew it was mm -hmm. a connotation, but I didn't even reference it to like women who just had hair loss and how that song could affect them. I just knew it affected the the ecosystem of girls who just couldn't grow their hair long. Exactly. So, but in most cases, like you said, some people don't know that zone affects other people that are having medical conditions. And so, you know, people may say it as a joke and, you know, it's funny, but it's like, in some senses, it's just a really serious situation, especially with alopecia, there's no cure to it. So if you have universal alopecia, which is to where you can lose all your hair over your body, whether it's your eyebrows, your eyelashes, your hair on your arms, it's everywhere. So people are not educated on it. Of course, they're going to just think, okay, this person, she's fine. Or they just don't know. Yeah. Uh, so that is a main thing, but alopecia can come from many different things just because there's so many different symptoms of it, but there's no cure to it. So there's no cure of why basically with alopecia is pretty much your immune system is attacking your follicles and your hair. Yeah. And a and they haven't figured out why or what's causing that. So they usually lead it to stress, um, what you're eating, what type of chemical products you're putting in your hair. So a lot of different things can cause hair loss, especially with wigs. A lot of girls who start off with edges when they start wearing wigs, and by the time they- But that's not alopecia though, right? That's just them <laughs> not putting their wigs on properly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, so, you but, see, did you see a video I posted where I, I lost I lost a whole piece right here? <laughs> but, it's not, but a lot of people think like you can create alopecia. That's the thing. But it can your hair can grow back. So I feel like with these wigs, a lot of I've seen a lot of African American women 
they have created baldness and hair loss by themselves, by not wearing the proper, by not wearing protective styles properly. Yeah. So they're looking at the YouTubes, they're looking at the Instagrams of the, you know, the famous stylists. They're showing you the, after, they're showing you what it looks like before, but I rarely see any stylist on Instagram show you, okay, this is what your hair is going to look like after a week or two with a lace front. This is how your lace front is going to look after a few weeks of you wearing this. And, you know, no one's educating them. Okay, you need to wash it. You don't need to put too much adhesive on it. You can wear a glueless adhesive. Are you wearing a cap on top, you know, underneath your wig? Or are you just putting the wig right here on your scalp? Yeah. And you're, you know, you're putting all those chemicals on your hair. So I feel like with a lot of people nowadays, we're seeing an increase of alopecia because of wigs. And so most people That's are like, I don't, want, I don't want, I don't want wigs. That's crazy. And it's interesting that like, Something that, you know, all these years has just been an uh, internal issue that a lot of people have been dealing with is now being created with the influx of women wanting to go, what lace, what lace, what lace? Right. Like, you know, like, what <laughs> lace like, what? You're actually inflicting baldness on yourself. And a lot of these women, when they take those wigs off, their hairlines be like to here. <laughs> and that's because I know, so I used to do hair a lot when I was in the Bay. So I used to have girls come up to me and they'll have edges. And so if they had edges, I would usually deny them from doing a lace front, a full lace front. I would suggest doing a closure since a closure is just, you know, in the middle of your head, it's not really affecting your edges. And they would be like, no, just shave off my edges a little bit. So shave I can off. That's yes. crazy. <laughs> and they will want to achieve this look so bad. And I'd just be like, why would you want to shave off your real hair for something that's going to be temporary? Yeah, but you know, it's, it's because society, you know, society pushes things on women and on us. And it's like, it's, I, you can't even be like, it's society's fault, but I definitely have to say like, it's society's it is. fault. Like, you know, yeah, like society pushes this stuff on women, not realizing that you are actually harming your own self by accepting what society's telling you is beautiful and what's telling you is natural when you could really just wear your real hair. But for alopecia, I know you said that it's, it, there's no cure to it but mm -hmm. is there a way with is there like remedies to start to grow your hair back because I know I've seen videos that you do where you create videos and you use a lot of different um, aloe veras and when you mix your stuff so is there a way to maintain the hair loss and kind of get your hair to grow back a little bit or is that like once it's gone it's gone when you have alopecia so it depends on how bad your follicles are so with me I still have follicles on my scalp to where they're not dead. So my hair still can grow back or versus you have other people who've pretty much killed their follicles from either perms, bleaching their hair, dyeing their hair, putting all these chemicals or just continually putting tension on their hair. So for the ones that still have follicles, yes, you still can grow your hair back. Um, I do a lot of the hair remedies with natural um, products. So the olive vera pretty much helps with the moisture and kind of giving that sensation on your scalp to open up your follicles and get your blood flowings going. And just using different type of things like bananas. Um, people didn't know bananas can help with breakage, which is pretty cool. Um, so yes, there are home, um, home remedies that you can use. I've used them. I do a lot of deep conditionings on my hair. I try to stay away from shampoos that have alcohol in it. Um, a lot of people don't know that um, alcohol can damage your hair a lot. And a lot of our shampoos and conditioners, they do have alcohol in the hair. And so you're thinking, you know, well, let me just wash my hair but you might just be stripping your hair, especially if you have really thin hair. 
And then also washing your hair every other day, um, not every day. So you have a lot of people who may have a dry scalp and feel, you know, I need to wash my hair every day, but it's not that you need to wash it out because you have buildup. Maybe you need to just oil your scalp, give your hair some love and moisturize it a little bit. So they, there are sensitive to where some people, even myself, we use home remedy products. Um, other things that people can do, I've known people to use injections. They've used laser uh, laser treatments where they put laserness on the, um, on the scalp to kind of get the blood flowing with the follicles. Um, it's pros and cons to those type of treatments. I've heard good things. I've heard it works. I heard it don't work. Um, I know a lot of people take medication to try to help the hair growth. Um, the best thing that I suggest is just do natural. I feel once you're taking medication and lasers and putting chemicals and stuff in your hair, yeah. to me, it can help. But I've just seen a lot of people say my hair still falls out. It's not really doing too much or I don't do the injections. Yeah. Um, as far as with the lasers, I have seen a lot of people have success with having laser treatments on their hair because it just is kind of just getting that blood flowing going. So that way the follicles can start growing. So I have seen a lot of success with that. But for me, all I've been doing is just mainly doing home remedies of making my own hair mask and making sure I condition and keep my hair moisturized as possible and don't put too much tension on my hair yeah. and able to kind of take off my wig and let my natural hair breathe. And that's a lot of things, a lot of people, they don't do when they have alopecia. They're well, you know, they'll wear wigs consistently and they're not letting their hair breathe. So all you're doing is creating a lot of buildup and you're suffocating your scalp. Yeah. And like once you're suffocating your scalp, you're not allowing your hair to grow. Are there other protective hairstyles that women who have alopecia can do as, as the alternative to, you know, mm -hmm. when you need to let it breathe and... Um, yeah. What are, what are like some other ones that work? I would say the best way is to wear your natural hair is to find a hairstyle. Even if they're not comfortable with the loss and like. Yes. I would say we're doing a wrap. So a hair wrap will be nice. Um, if you do have hair, you know, wear your hair in a nice ponytail. Um, I'm going to start doing tutorials on different hairstyles that you can wear with alopecia just to start giving people ideas because that question is something that comes up all the time. What other styles can I do besides wigs? Um, it's really not too much you can do with alopecia, especially if you're completely bald and you don't have any hair to work with. Yeah. It's either just really wigs, can't really do weaves or wraps. Those are really the only two. But I feel like if you can be creative with these wigs, you can accomplish a lot of things. You know, I've seen people do braided wigs. I've seen people do short wigs now. Like people are doing all types of stuff. I, actually saw, I saw this video. It was um, earlier this week. I saw this video where it was braids, but the, the woman had alopecia and it was a, a cap that they created in the middle of her head. Like they uh -huh. like took little pieces of her hair and they added extensions and then they sewed one of those little net things in the middle uh -huh. of the hair and then they pulled the braids through and created like their own circle of braids like a crochet mm -hmm. yeah like in the middle of her hair and then like put some on her outside where she did have a little bit of hair and it looked like a full head of braids yeah and like it's it was really just sewn on to this little like little five connecting pieces that they created in her head like yeah so that's like a full head of braids yeah, and that's a good thing. It just depends on where you're doing it on your hair because with those things, you don't want to put too much tension. Yeah. So that's the main thing is not putting a lot of tension on your hair because once you're putting a lot of tension on your hair, you're going to start pulling it. And if you have weak follicles or your hair is really thin, you're going to pull your hair out. That's yeah. just what's going to happen. 
So I always say either if you do wigs, do glueless, um, do closures. If you don't, if you have sensitive edges, do closures. Don't lose your hair trying to keep up with the trends or what celebrities are doing or what you see on Instagram or social media, just because in the long term, it can just be a trend. You know, yeah. every now is going through this natural phase to where wigs are still in, but you see a lot of women now wearing their natural hair. And so you get a lot of people with alopecia that's just like, well, how can I do this if I don't have natural hair? Okay, so what I want to get to, because we have about, we um going to wrap up in a second. The Nook and right. is basically you have a created a, a, pro, or a program where you actually help women get the insurance to be able to purchase your wigs. So yes. for people who did not know that they could go through insurance to get, you know, good hair, not synthetic wigs, but good human hair wigs, what is the process and how do you help women be able to do that? So what we have is a cranial prosthesis program, which is cranial prosthesis is a medical term for wigs. And so what a lot of people don't know is that if you are paying your medical insurance monthly through your job or, you know, just personally, and if they cover, which is called cosmetic materials or durable materials, you are eligible to have them pay up to 80% of the cost of a wig. So it's pretty much like an insurance claim, um, as if you do with like your car or house of anything of that sort, to where what happens is we do a consultation with this individual and we go over certain medical um, information. So this individual, if you have alopecia, you have to have some type of medical note from your doctor stating that they have diagnosed you with alopecia or some type of hair loss. Then we go through the next step of calling your insurance to see if they cover with that because uh, certain insurance do not cover. And I think it's just mainly Medi-Cal um, grade A and B that does not cover for that. However, typically the American Cancer Society and the National Alopecia um, Association, they normally have vouchers, but due to this whole COVID-19 situation, they've stopped doing that. So we aren't able to offer vouchers if these individuals can't qualify for a wig. And so we go through this process, um, the individual, they'll have to provide us a, a prescription from their doctor stating what type of alopecia they may have. And then we offer them an invoice, just letting them know how many wigs they want. The minimum wigs that we order for them is two, mainly because we want you to be able to um, change out your wigs with these lace. We don't want you to put too much tensions on your lace and then you start having holes in your lace. <laughs> or if you need maintenance with your wigs, um, you can send one wig back to us and we can do maintenance. If you want us to wash it, if you're unsure of how to get the glue out the lace, we do all those. Or if you need tightening on the wig. Is that a free service that you guys offer for people to be able yes. to get their wigs back and get the yep. maintenance? That's awesome. Yep. That's yep, so can I send you some wigs? <laughs> yeah, girl, come on, send them. <laughs> and so I always tell people, um, it's usually this process can take up to three to four weeks, depending on your insurance. So one option is that they can purchase the wig through me if they can't wait. And then we go through the insurance process and the insurance pretty much reimburse them for the wigs, or they can do a payment plan with me to pay for the wigs until they figure out what's going on with their insurance. Or they can just wait out, just wait it out and just wait for their insurance to pay for it. And they don't pay anything but 10%. Um, because in most cases, they will only pay up to 80. If you have great insurance, some insurance will pay the whole full amount if it's not too much. So the insurance companies usually pay up to $500. Some of them pay up to $2,000, depending on what type of insurance you have. Oh, well, that's lit. Honestly, I think any, any type of assistance, anyone should be grateful to get any part. And anyone who's watching, if you're noticing that half of our camera and half of our studio just went down, it's because <laughs> this conversation is so hot, it just 
blew out one of our whole life. <laughs> so when you guys are looking and you're like, how did she just go so dark on her left side? Don't worry about it. It's this conversation. <laughs> um, but um, I thank you so much for coming and talking. I think alopecia is, and especially understanding how, how this the concept that people are now creating. What is that? Hold on. That's fine. The fact that people are now creating alopecia for themselves and they don't even realize it. Exactly. So, and that's yeah. the main thing. Is yeah, that, I think that, that's, that's the awesome. main thing that's like that was crazy to, to figure out today. So I thank you so much for taking the time to come and speak with us today. Yeah, um, just briefly, you just let everyone know how they can get a hold of you and how they can get in contact with the Alopecia Hair Society. Yeah, so follow us at the Alopecia Hair Society on Instagram. And so that is A-L-O-P-E-C-I-A-H-A-I-R-S-O-C-I-E-T-Y, um, Alopecia Hair Society. And then you can follow us on Facebook. It is the Alopecia Society. That's more of our internal group to where we kind of interact more with you guys. We do talk about our promotions. And then if you want to just get in contact with me individually, you can follow me on my Instagram, which is Lovingly Jones, L-O-V-I-N. L-E-E-J-O-N-E-S um, for any questions. And then if you want to book a consultation with us on our Instagram, we do have a book it tab. So you can book it on there. If you want to see any of our products, you can also click the link on our Alopecia Hair Society Instagram to view all of our products. Well, thank you so much. And thank you everyone for tuning in. I'm your host, Kiranae. And this has been another glorious episode of Knowledge is Key. We'll see you guys next time.